welcome to A League of Ice and Fire. And now your hosts, Matt and Fraser. Oh yeah, welcome in everyone. Uh, it's great, great to be here recording again. It is week 17. Year two of the pandemic, week 17 of week this 17. interminable season. 20 it is 2022 currently uh i'm joined here as always with my beautiful host matt how you doing matt beautiful my goodness fraser you flatter beautiful. um yeah uh you know it's been it's been kind of a rough year but at least i'm not gonna have that license plate cover yeah yeah certainly <laughs> it's been a rough year for everyone but i think especially you in terms of fantasy oh, let's get right into yeah. that I've gone through the stages of grief on it a long time ago. I think we should talk like real life for a bit here. So, you're, Fraser, you're in a new place. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell the whole league what's going on with you, man. I mean, let's, I'm sure lots of people know, but man, it's yeah. Let's catch up. So, I bought a house. That's why I've been so damn busy. Got a new job uh, and moved to Brighton, Colorado. So, I'm working in Broomfield, basically Denver area, and it's so damn busy everywhere I looked. I was very happy. To settle into a, a little more chill area in Brighton, and we've got a beautiful view out front. It's a it's a great house, like great size to grow into and everything. So, very happy with that. But I was also extremely busy getting all that done, and still managed to uh, work very hard. I'd say at fantasy this year. I mean, <laughs> the results may they showed at times, but you know, I never gave up. I kept trying every week. Which sometimes yeah. I do, I do let up a little bit, but I never did this year, so I was I was happy to see that. But I did not have time to podcast. Oh my god, um, wish I did because I do miss you. Yeah, yeah, the whole league misses you, Fraser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, how about uh, you, bud? You, oh gosh, I mean, it's the same house for me here. Um, busy. Yeah, I mean, um, twenty 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 one was a really successful for year for year for me professionally. Um, we launched that, uh, Fraser, you worked on this as an engineer, um, just in, in the conceptual stage, but, uh, the view link, the, the big product that I've been working on for the past three or four years launched okay. at the, the very beginning of 2021 and it, uh, tripled its projections, um, that I made. So they weren't very good projections. Um, <laughs> now to be you fair, to be fair, I wanted them to be higher and I was shouted down by finance. Um, so my projections were actually higher, but the official projections were lower and we tripled them. And so our, our data services business is now a seven figure data services business. Wow. And, um, we're, you know, we, we crossed, you know, around eight figures of, of ViewLink related revenue and stuff. I, I, Fraser will know what that means and stuff for our, our small to mid-sized company that we use is really, really big deal. That's huge. Um, I've, huge I've, I've bet a lot of reputational things on it. And so, yeah, absolutely massive. Really, 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 really cool. Really, really successful year. Hope it turns into a pretty big bonus uh, here in the next couple months, but we'll see. Oh, I bet it will. Um, <laughs> really successful year for the whole company too. I mean, as a result, um, these this this thing that I made is like, it's like little cell phones that you attach to water monitoring equipment. And uh, this one's a really good one and uh, a really a really well-priced one as well that was the big deal of it was making a really good one that was also well-priced and uh so it, it actually it pulled through a ton of our other gear as well and so we grew over 20 percent as a business in the in a year that most of our competitors fell 20 percent wow so that's a that's a good month congrats man yeah yeah it's been great so that, that's been awesome. my kids are my kids are doing great 
Um, they are they are the best the best people. I just love them to death. Daniela still still wants to be a paleontologist, and Shannon is uh, becoming a little engineer. I'm I'm rubbing off on her in the worst ways. Um, I, I got her I got her her first like real Arduino kit. Um, oh wow! She's had like some kind of like toy coding things, and she is just she wants to automate turning on all the lights in her room. And I'm like, sweetheart, you can't do high voltage relays yet. Um, like, like when she says things, she wants to, anyways, but yeah, for an 11 year old, she's got big dreams, almost 11 year old. She's only 10 right now. Gosh. Um, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So really good. She seems so smart and grown up, but also she's such a little girl that like, it's crazy to think she's 10 already. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a strange time for kids in general, right? Like that 10 to 12 phase is an awkward time. Yeah. Um, But she's really sweet. So that's good. And then Catherine, she has a new job as well. She's teaching at uh, the kids' school. Um, And that's been quite a transition for her. Catherine had been kind of doing part-time dance instruction for a while. Now she's doing actual like history and elementary education. So that's been, that's been a lot of stress for her. She's got a really challenging, uh, Mm -hmm. challenging class with a lot of like high need kids. Um, Oh, wow. she's, She's doing really well. So yeah. Yeah. That's the, there's the state of the trombos right there. We, yeah, we got but, to have Christmas. I don't know about you, but we got to have Christmas with my whole family instead of oh, good. Last, last year, my, my dad had COVID and a bunch of people were quarantined. Right. And this right, year, yeah. nobody had COVID. We all got to see each other. It was really good. And we're all vaccinated. It's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Um, and probably booster soon. I, I need to schedule mine personally. Uh, but Kyler and I are boosted. Kids just got nice. vaccinated. Um, my, my brother and his wife just got vaccinated or got boosted. Um, nice. My dad is boosted. My mom was is a uh, was was vaccine hesitant, but uh, so but she's not due for a booster yet as a result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she took a little while, and yeah. I wasn't due till the beginning of December. But I never got an email or a text about it. Interestingly enough, everyone else seemed to be. But I think at this point, anyone can sign up and, and get just, scheduled. So. You just walk up, and go. Like I mean, I, I would. Oh, I do it, man. Like, it's crazy out there. We have, I know yeah. so many people that have it right now. It's uh, Oh, yeah, same. And just look at the NFL, right? I mean, uh, all the COVID-listed players. And then you find out all these people who are not vaccinated. It's like yeah. Carson I'm, Wentz, uh, what the fuck? Uh, Kirk Cousins, what the fuck? They're well, they're immunized, Fraser. They're, they're immunized. Um, immunized. They're yeah. immunized. They, they were like, "Did you follow the Rogers thing at all, or do you know what I'm talking about?" Oh, I know what the Rogers thing. I mean, I don't know it, but I know what you're talking about with Rogers. They just well, did the same shit. He no, he was asked directly by a reporter, "Are you vaccinated?" Mm-hmm. He says, "Well, I'm immunized." Right. And, and he he very he he's been taking like you know homeopathic treatments and things. Sorry, sorry to anybody that believes in homeopathic stuff. It's the placebo effect. Um, and which is uh, fantastic. So, so he, he considers that to be immunized. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can go look back at the quote. It's very, very obviously like, like misleading the reporter, not, not right. quite lying, but misleading for sure. So you should be in jail or prison or both or the Broncos quarterback, which is as bad as being in jail. Can we talk about the Broncos for a second here? I, I oh, know there's a lot of non-Broncos fans that listen to this podcast, Mr. Oh Irresponsible. God, what a painful year. I just, if it doesn't result in complete regime change at the coaching level, I don't know. I, I just don't even know. I'm pulling out my hair as I. Is it I the coaching though, or is it, is it just 
Well, I, I mean, guess it's got to be coaching. T- Teddy and Drew are not the answer, and and having right. a quarterback is so Let's much see. of the answer, right? Like that's that's a part of it, but like also the coaching, the, the defensive side is great. If we could keep Fangio as a DC, that would be fantastic. But that's that's not in the cards, obviously. Right. And I I mean, we have the worst special teams in the league for how many years in a row? Like yeah. I, I saw that we 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 gave up another touchdown today, uh, yeah, special teams, right. and that we have the most uh, the most special teams touchdowns against in the league um, What's since, since uh, Fangio hired that McMahon guy. What a joker. Um, so, yeah, he's he's clearly part of the problem. And then the offense is just, I mean, I, I don't even, it's it's indescribably bad. It, it reminds me of Dan Reeves' offenses back in the day. Like, if you put John Elway on these offenses, it would be a lot like Dan Reeves back in the 80s. Like, run, run, pass. Just, you know, functional, but, like, not very good either. Just so unimaginative, such a waste of, of talent and stuff. I mean, you feel that way about Javante Williams, who's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon, J- Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. There's so many good well, players on this team. Um, and, and they're just all wasted by a combination of quarterback and scheme. And line, maybe? I don't know. I think it's our best line that we've had in a long time. Well, in a long time, sure. But yeah, that was always something that plagued us. And I, it's definitely good this year, just seeing all the running back success. Yeah, I, I think that the line's good enough if we had, if we had a quarterback and yeah. a scheme. And, not or. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and some bad scouting at quarterback for sure. Some. Uh, I, I don't know. Are you, are you team Locke or team team Teddy? Like, like which one's better in your mind? <laughs> Oh, that's, I mean, Team Teddy for sure, but uh, that's, they're not that far off because Teddy's so conservative. Totally agree. Totally agree. Drew Locke can at least sling it or like try to sling it, but he's so irresponsible with the ball. He makes tons of mistakes when he does that. So, well, and he's just, Teddy plays scared. He plays conservative. He plays scared. He's clearly Mm -hmm. got a better mind for the position than Locke does. Like, Locke has no football brain whatsoever, but he's got every physical tool and a, I mean, we'll call it, we could call it a confidence. We could call it a recklessness. I mean, if you could somehow make it like an unholy chimera of the two of them, that'd be great. Um, But, but unfortunately, Teddy plays scared with a noodle arm, um, but Mm -hmm. understands the game and, uh, and Locke is hopeless mentally, but has every tool you could ask for. It's just. (sighs) It would be great if you could combine them. Yeah. That that is is our key to success. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be really, really, really great. Oh, oh man. What, yeah, what a but, but the Avalanche, the Avalanche are great. I know you're an Avs fan, just like yeah. me. And the Avs are fantastic. So oh, that's, that's good. That's I have not been watching. And my, my Baylor Bears just won the Sugar Bowl. Um, and okay. they are undefeated after winning the national championship the, last year in, in basketball. And, and this year, undefeated again, going for a they, back-to-back. Oh, that's right. They won the national championship last year. They kicked Gonzaga's ass. Holy um, shit! Yeah, they're yeah. They're, yeah, they're they're pretty good, man. They're pretty good. And so they, yeah, they can make a run again. That'd be crazy. Yeah, right, a lot I mean, of success in your sporting world somehow. Well, like no, not the Broncos, of, and it's all yeah. see. It's it's we all have our individual. Have, have I ever talked about my my theory of sports karma? No. <laughs> Any particular circle that you draw around your fandom will eventually be zero sum. And I mean, this is just the law of averages, but even but if you're a Patriots I'm, I'm fan, it was... karmic terms it like, so for me personally, my fantasy football team sucked. 
and and the Broncos suck, but the Avs are good and the and Baylor is good. See, it's all you know. Those are my those are my teams. It all balances out. Balances out for you, yeah. There's a temporal so, component. There's you know, I have, I have a very sophisticated set of. I do I do agree with you, but your theory, but it doesn't apply to one person, right? Like for every Patriots fan born in the late '90s. There's a Jets fan who was born in the late '80s, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or a Lions fan in the mid '90s. Like you're, you're just fucked, you know. If yeah. you're a fan of those franchises. Yeah, I mean, but, New York sports fan has has had a rough go of it here, and sorry, mm-hmm. you know, not sorry. Um, <laughs> I wish Boston sports fan. You know, there there's certain there's definitely exceptions, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty good to be a Denver sports fan for. It's been good. Gosh, yeah. like like the whole late what late 90s early aughts kind of kind of broncos have always been contenders too like even in the tebow years right we made playoffs we won a playoff game right um and and i guess we had some rough years there post elway with like greasy and then a roulette of quarterbacks never never two losing seasons back to back and now we've had six six losing seasons in a row (gasps) oh my god i didn't realize how bad it had gotten i thought yeah. I just stopped paying attention, kind of. Yeah. We under under Pat Bolin, which was you know early like late seventies, early eighties, we never had back to back losing seasons, not once. That's crazy. Not once. Wow. When he stepped uh, down I mean, from okay, the so, operations, that was right about when Manning came on, and then Manning retired, and yeah. boom, six of them. Right, and even Manning, like that was a great pickup and and a notch on the belt of Denver's quarterback. Uh, recruiting but at the same time he, he was looking pretty bad even when we won the super bowl and just kind of well, played smart our defense played amazing he didn't make a lot of mistakes like he did on the first play of the super bowl against seahawks but that's all we needed him to do like it wasn't this incredible quarterback winning the game like brady still does um so you know yeah. We have not had a lot of success. If you're down to switch subjects, I'd love to talk about some teams that are doing a little better this year. Okay, do it. Do it. I'm, I'm curious. Have you been watching Hard Knocks, uh, the midseason Hard Knocks? I d- haven't watched the midseason one. I watched the the Cowboys one because my wife is yeah. a Cowboys fan. Nice, um, and that was, was fun, right? I mean, the the Trayvon uh, Diggs, his little kid. So oh cute. my gosh, so so awesome! Like the whole mistakening Dak and uh, Mahomes, so funny. I don't so think cute. I'm what you would call a hater of the Cowboys. I know that there's a lot of like Cowboys haters out there. I don't. I'm not a hater, but I've, I I've never cared about them one way or another. Yeah. I'm telling you, Hard Knocks made me like genuinely like a lot of the people Same, on the dude. Cowboys in a way that Hard Knocks had not made me like other teams before. Like, completely agree with you and hard knocks always makes me like the team a little more but i totally agree uh i've always kind of hated the cowboys indifferent to hate in that range and i'll never cheer for the cowboys pretty much i laugh when they lose and this year i'm like cheering for them against teams like I, they're playing the seahawks or something like that and i'm like fucking get them like oh my god i'm cheering for the, the cowboys all of a sudden what happened i will I will cheer for Micah Parsons probably for the rest of my life. Guy's awesome. Right. Like I really like yeah. the way that he carried himself. And of course, Trayvon Diggs, his son, Aiden, Aiden. I can remember Aiden his Diggs, name. Yeah. That's something, man. Believe me, and, uh, did Believe you me see? <laughs> did you see what Mahomes got him for Christmas? <laughs> the jersey. The jersey. Yeah, yeah. you saw that. Oh, Catherine, Catherine's been all over it, man. Yeah, so. that's so funny. Yeah, but uh, the midseason one, they're following the Colts. And they started uh, right around when they were like two and five or something like that, right? They had a pretty rough start. 
and it was right when they switched gears and started winning all their games. So it's been really interesting. Um, it's for me, anyways. I, there's a lot of cringy moments, and just you realize, like, you watch these coaches and these like coordinators leading these conference rooms of players, and like what they choose to say mm-hmm. and how they say it and stuff. And you're like, God, these folks are really dumb. Like, they're not. None of them are that <laughs> intelligent. You know, they're all uh, they're all football guys. They're they're and, football smart. They're football smart. Yeah. They're they're. They're football super geniuses, but it doesn't necessarily translate to, to regular Joes like us. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that they're, they have super skills in life. Uh, right. Or that they know grammar or, yeah. um, anyways, it's just, it is fun to see, to see the inner workings and to, you know, have been on a team and it's, it's fun to feel that again, that feeling of being in the locker room seeing these players go in and out of uh, their game days, especially in their position where it's like pretty glamorous. Every facility they're going in and out of is just like the nicest, nicer than any facility I've gone into. It's crazy. Have you watched the all or nothings on Amazon? No. Um, What's that? Amazon has, they do it's, it's, uh, it's really well edited and put together, but they, they record footage over the course of an entire season for various sports teams and then Mm -hmm. cut it all together after the fact and i think they're all still available and stuff they did one for um for the arizona cardinals back when arians was still there that was just phenomenal um they've done a couple they do i think they do a couple soccer teams they've, they've done they, i think they did a couple hockey teams they're really, the really good if you're a football fan i think they did the rams and i think they did the cardinals and they're they're really interesting to watch um well, on amazon okay amazon prime yeah yeah all or nothing all or um, nothing so yeah, they, they just they put security cameras essentially in the rooms. It's not like Hard Knocks where they're like in the uh, room quite as much. Right. It's all basically really well edited security footage, um, and it's <laughs> in many audio. ways it's it's definitely like a more football centric take than than Hard Knocks is. It's less right. Hard Knocks story heavy. It's very team focused, very player focused, very That's very cool. like. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's cool. That sounds really good. Because Hard Knocks it, is a lot of family part, you know. It's not that they don't outside. have that, but yeah. I, I I became an Arians fan from, from watching that season. I was like, damn, interesting. So. Speaking of him, I mean, what's going on? <laughs> did you see what Antonio Brown did today? And Yeah, I did. He, I mean, the, the story is coming out. You know, he uh, AB got benched by Arians for – we don't know what, but he got benched and his response was to go strip off all of his clothes and run off. He got stopped in the tunnel because they thought he was a streaker by security. Did you hear that piece of it? No, I did not hear that. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, I love that. Yeah, I mean, what a what an inevitable result to his career. Yeah. Like this, this, saga... this right? Like no one's ever gonna sign him again, right? No, this has gotta right? be it. You'd be so foolish to sign him. He's such I mean, we said that liability. last time. That's true, and somehow the the Bucks got him and used him to win a Super Bowl. But <laughs> holy shit, the the theory of yours with the head injury and whatnot, like it is oh, just yeah. must be completely true. And it like that, well, <laughs> just more and more. The Steelers were just like insanely good at keeping him. I don't know if under control is the is this the the term for it, but like keeping him happy. I, I like, I don't know. Yeah. 
it just all changed from that at the end of that season. He took that hit in the playoffs. That was their last game. Yeah. And he was never the same after. And he's been crazy ever since. So and I hope I mean, he's doing well. And honestly, the Bucks are probably better off without him because he's gonna be a head case and distraction come playoff I mean, time. No they question. don't have a great set of receivers. Godwin's out for the rest of the year. It, oh, wait, the rest of the year? I thought they were going to be back soon. Him and, oh, uh, I, Evans is still playing, but he's gimpy, it looks like. I think okay. Godwin's out the rest of the year, I think. Well, then I guess they um, could use him. but <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what makes this so surprising. Um, so, And they also took a ton of PR bullets because they said they were going to cut him for the fake vaccination card. Right. And then they didn't because Godwin got hurt. They brought him back, and now they're cutting right. him again. Right, like, we're almost burying the lead here. They, he faked his vaccination card. What the fuck, man? Just get vaccinated, oh, or I guess don't and be like all these other fucking idiots who aren't. But Dude, just bring, why bring lie her, about? Bring Kirk Cousins plexiglass box. Um, you know, come on, that that would yeah. be a total AB move. Come on, you get a special box, right? Ah. Like, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. What a weird year it's been. Just a miserable. It Let's transition to fantasy with that. What a yeah. weird year of football it's been. Right. Like, I, so I, many I just, injuries. So much sickness. It's it's almost impossible to play fantasy. Like I so my, my team was terrible in this league. My my home league team, my other my other team was really good. Um, you know, made the playoffs and uh, I think it was the top seed. And uh, and it was it was no no it was the second seed and and I, but it was it was really good and it was just a nightmare still every week like mm. you know Tyreek Hill's got this and that it, like I I mean it was you have to watch it at least I, I and I mean I'm I'm one of those guys that has like the apps and stuff to give you updates trying to get that edge you know anything anything in that uh, anything you can do right mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean I, I had to turn it all off not only did my did my one team suck in this league. Um, but like, it was just too much like blasting of notifications and things. I was, it was, it was right. just, I couldn't handle it. Like, and it's all about COVID and I'm so sick of COVID. Like, <laughs> I, like Jesus Christ, can we be done? I'm ready to right. be done. Right. Seriously. Yeah. It's, and it just, uh, when, we, just when I thought we were done, it seems like it's coming back. It's like, fuck. Well, I mean. They, they say that 65% of us, like the entire population is going to get it in the next three months. Um, that, and nearly 100% of unvaccinated people and probably about half of vaccinated people. That's at the, that's at the U.S. level, that, that estimate. So we, we, wow. some, we will get a symptomatic version of Omicron. And pretty much all the, un, the vaccinated people that won't get it are going to get it and just be asymptomatic. So... So this could be the end. That, that's the positive side. Of it. it is like if it sweeps through the whole population, we all get antibodies. Like maybe we we hit herd immunity here from this. Right, thing. and this stops I, mutating. I mean, I just hope it doesn't kill a bunch of unnecessary people along the way. But. Well, it will. Uh, thanks, anti-vaxxers. Yeah. I, <laughs> thanks I mean, for thanks yeah. for not uh, doing the right thing for the greater good. Well, and, I mean, uh, my my director of of software is. Uh, or software software manager about to be director of, of software and other things um he you know he's immunocompromised he's got parkinson's he's got uh, ms um and and he he's just this has been crazy for him because he's had all kinds of weird rules about not being able to be vaccinated and all this kind of stuff i mean we all know those people it's 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 tough to 
to, to we, we want to protect those people right and and mm -hmm. and yet and yet like you're just like i'm so tired of this can we just stop caring about it and like i don't know it, the mental battle is, is the part that's really wearing on me at this stage if you can't tell yeah Anyways, we tried to transition to fantasy. I tried Fraser. Yes, it's been a rough year for that reason. It's been a rough year because my team, my team, it really sucked this year. Um, yes, do we so. do we want to dump on our teams first, or do we want to talk rule changes for next year? Um, let's definitely dump on our teams first. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to dump on my team, or, or yeah, you, you seem like you're ready to go. You got a whole I mean, head of steam here. Can you just fucking believe? All of the, just the, the things that were insanely bad about my team. Like I, I'll dump on myself first. Like I, you, know, you always try and go back and look at the things that you could have controlled in the moment. And I, I yep. mean, I really, I sucked at hanging on to people that I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I, like normally, like I've tried to, I guess I flipped maybe too far. Like I've draw, I, I've been too quick to move on from people in the past. Right. I'm like I should have dumped Russell Wilson way more, way faster than I did. Like that was, he was such a huge part of the problem for my team after, I don't know, week four. So week, um, you won your first two. And then I think you went on a big losing streak from there. Right. It was like, you are, you started two and oh, and then. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I, I was two and zero, oh, and I, I mean, I put up I put up pretty good numbers. Pretty I, I good. still scored in the hundreds. Yeah, the next yeah week weeks. three. It's really week four was when you know Chris Carson went down. I think, um, and that was yeah, like is yeah. that that was when it it went really bad. And I I should have dumped Chris Carson earlier, but they kept saying he was going to be back just a couple weeks, just a couple weeks. Russell Wilson, he's going to be back in just a couple weeks. It was the miserable thing about the whole year was you know, like so many of the players weren't just out, right? Like they were hurt and then they gummed up my roster. And then when they came back, they sucked ass. And like, it mm -hmm. was, oh God, Darren Waller. Darren, what the fuck, Darren Waller? Right, after oh, week one. On, the safest pick in the history of ever. And he was terrible. He's the tight end 15. What? In half point. And That's he was insane. only out a couple games. Right. And after that week one too, where he had a huge... Week yeah, against one. you. <laughs> yeah, against me. <laughs> um, That's right. It was, I mean, just absolute misery. I, you I had like, a McCaffrey injury on your first pick. Uh, well, I, I mean, yeah, obviously the, the injury luck for my team. But that's not something I can control, right? But yeah, it was, it was horrible. I got lost. Right, you were pointing out things you could control. And every one of them, every one of them was an injury mid-game early in the game. Like Chris Carson didn't mm -hmm. go down after scoring 15 points. He went down after scoring three. Right. Christian McCaffrey, he didn't go down after scoring 20 points. He went down after scoring two. Like, mm -hmm. ah, God, that, that shit just sucks. And then, of course, I was most points scored against guy and you know, went on the big 10-game losing streak and everything. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would like to never, ever do this again. This was miserable. This was absolutely miserable. I fought like a maniac all year long. You know me. You did. Um, yeah. I, thought, I thought I had good waiver wire pickups. Some, some, you know, not all of them worked out. But they would get hurt too. I picked up Damian Williams. Remember, he put up like a like a fifteen point game. And I was like, yes, I've got I've got another running back that's going to help me ride through this. Instantly hurt. Instantly hurt. <laughs> um, just, I mean, it was just insane. And then, I, you know, all those wide receivers that were supposed to be decent, they weren't even decent most of the time. Justin Jefferson was good. 
CD Lamb, Tyler Lockett, they were not good. They were like they weren't middle of the year. road wide receiver twos. Like, right. I guess they were sort of drafted in that range, but they were bad. And then DJ Moore and uh, not great DJ either. Moore was just bad after the first three weeks of the year. Yeah, he was great he was for a few weeks. He's a wide receiver three man. Like, right. And then and T Higgins came on towards the end of the year. Like that, I think that that pick worked out. Jesus Christ, it, it was just yeah. the super team, the 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 A plus draft grade. You know, it did not work out. It did not. As usual, out. it did not look as good at week four as it did in uh, before week one. Similar I guess that. you know I should have just drafted Cooper Cup, like you know, right, right, like that. That would have been the that would have been the ticket. I here's some guys I took before Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, <laughs> and uh, AJ Brown. Which Oof. AJ Brown is a beast. He's had a few great games, but you know, not a great pick still. Like AJ uh, Brown falls into the uh, the you know what are you gonna do category, right? Like what, yeah, what are you gonna do? What, what are you gonna do? Like the Corns like that too. The guy, the guy, again in that same boat of like getting injured. We're we're moving on to your team here. Like I, I mean, yeah. just just so frustrating. These these guys that uh, that 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 get hurt in the middle of the season. They're not really out, but they're kind of out. And yeah, oh, man. yeah, they just clog up the roster. Yeah, which roster is never good. Never good in this league. And honestly, it's been this past – I don't know if maybe an extra IR would have helped. It just seemed like there was a lot of injuries. I don't know if it would have. Maybe like one less starting position compared to – or I, I don't know if you have any ideas. But it just seemed like it was really hard some weeks for multiple teams to put a starting roster up. Yeah, I, I I struggled, you know, basically weeks six through eight, six through nine. Really, like rough. multiple weeks in a row, you were struggling to start a healthy roster. Well, I mean, between buys and injuries, right? And right. It's like I'm, right. I'm, you know, I'm choosing: do I want to start a full roster or do I want to, you know, drop Russell Wilson? Which I think I did somewhere right. in that in that phase there. Well, I should have done it sooner. In a way, it did you a favor. Yeah, it's like you were helping you trim well, the fat. Didn't. It didn't. I mean, like, can I can I bitch about one more you thing? In my back team? up. Yeah, no, no. Keep my going. quarterback streaming. I'm good at streaming. Like, I'm good. At, <laughs> I swear to God. Swear. I swear to God. And I got so many single digit quarterback performances. I got four from Tua today against you. Four. <laughs> four. I like. You chose this. Like, we're not even playing for anything, but you still. You chose to start Tua. I to chose get... to start Tua. <laughs> and he put up four points. Like, I could probably go through. it. Like, I, I, I should do this. How many points did I score single digits from the quarterback position? Because um, that's, yeah, that's usually hard first, to do. The first four weeks, Russell Wilson was pretty good. Then he put up single digits week five. And again, week six. Uh, I started Tua, who put up 26 week seven. That was pretty Ooh, good. That's good. Daniel yeah. Jones put up 16 week eight. Nice. 10 from Derek Carr week nine. We're counting that. Five from Russell Wilson week 10. Oof. Eight Twice. from Russell Wilson week 11. Oh, where it's where it uh, Russell five. Wilson, 19 points, 19 points week 12. Hmm. Uh, Derek Carr, 12 points week 13. That's a loss. That's bad. Derek, Tyler Heineke. Yeah, we're going to count that one. Tyler Heineke, 7.68 points week 14. Uh, 17 nothing from week 15. Not bad. Uh, I got single digit points from Derek Carr last week when I won. Somehow, still beat Eric. Dude, and, and then, I and got then Derek four Carr from Tua this week. That's like half the games are single digit. That is like, great. Yeah, that was like seven or eight. 
And isn't that crazy? Derek Carr, like, he just beat the Colts today, a team that's, like, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Uh, last year, I remember starting him. Uh, the week prior, he had gotten, like, 35 points or something. And I started him the next week. He got, like, 12 or something, maybe even less. It was something like that. It seems like every time he's got a good matchup, you think, oh, it's time to play Derek Carr. He is terrible. And if it's a bad matchup, like, f- fire up the car. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, he scored 10 point. points today. In a win. He, still, he only in a scored win. ten in a in a big win, huh? Maybe just don't ever fire Four up the car. From Tua today. Four points. Four points, but but just you know, let this be a lesson to you. Yeah, I will not be tenth in the league. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you're beating me. Are you kicking my ass? All right. Anyways, I, sorry. Too much bitching about my team. Keep bitching no, about you're your good. Team. Well, uh, so. Uh, if we're going to talk about my, or if I'm going to talk about my team, uh, I think if I look at my first four picks, which I didn't have a f- fourth pick, so I guess my first three picks, all of them are pretty much bust. Like, and and even my keeper McLaurin has been a total bust. Like, so I have just all this dead weight of these star, like star names, dead weight all year. Uh, AJ Brown, Aaron Jones, and uh, Terry McLaurin. Even Devonta Smith, you were right. Like, he was kind of figured out. I think he also – he did quite well for a rookie. But, you know, I was totally wrong on Jamar Chase. We had a disagreement there. I remember you were like, oh, no, I'd be – I get why people are high on Chase. And I thought that was silly because Higgins, where I thought, um, you know, Smith makes sense because there's no competition, essentially. He's right. going to be the number one guy. But, boy, was I wrong. Like, holy shit, especially today with what Jamar Chase did. Wow. I mean, honestly, I mean, he, he said he's he's going into the top 10 of uh, receiving yards per game. I, I actually looked it up with my dad and brother. Um, some random dude named Flipper was the, is the, is, has like 336 yards is the number one game of all time. And then number two, number two was Calvin Johnson, of course. That was my guess is who held the record for a single yeah. game. Um, but yeah, he'll be top 10, I think. Julio's, Julio's in the top 50, like, Three, four times. Like, yeah, he had some. Who is such a beast, dude, but can't score touchdowns. Tyreek Hill um, must be up there. I, I thought you were dead on with Hurts, man. I thought you made some good picks. Like, I thought, oh, really? I thought Hurts, Hurts was a great late round pickup. Yep. Um, you know, obviously you picked Antonio Brown, who, you know, it, it was a weird year for him, but when he played, he was really good. Like, yeah, you could count on him. Yeah, you could definitely count on him. Um, McLaurin, I mean, you think back to that trade where I, I, I traded uh, DJ Moore and McLaurin to you for Devontae Adams that year. Yep. And, um, you know, that was a year that I felt that I, I, I could make a run. I got a pretty good team at that stage and you were, you were aiming for a little bit more keeper potential and, uh, and, uh, McLaurin has not worked out as a keeper. Like, no. even though he's really good at football, he just has not been good at fantasy. Right. Um, and, and I, I know mean, you like, lost you lost that year and, and I lost that. Spell. I lost that year where I lost but, Devontae Adams in the next game. He went down with that. Right. injury. So you did um, technically lose the trade, but I think maybe low key you won the trade because I got no, McLaurin I, I off your team. We both lost the trade. Like there Somehow was no we both winning managed that trade. To lose. That? Like that? there was no winning that trade. Right. Like, you could have actually used those guys that, that year. Devontae Adams was the least useful guy of those three that year. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. the, McLaurin has plagued my roster since for like three right, right. years. 
and I'm excited to not have him on my team next year. But you know what I think? Because he did so bad this year and the quarterback situation, I bet he's uh, you know one of those players that's underdrafted next year. I end up picking him in like the sixth or seventh round. You know you're gonna. You're gonna. I'm gonna. He's gonna be you're, there. You're like, oh, sixth round McLaurin? Hmm. We all are, right? But you're addicted yeah. to Terry McLaurin. Exactly. I thought, I I thought be... your Tyson Williams pick was going to turn out to be like a league winner move. And the guy, what? Right. Remember he scored like 17 points week one. He was doing and, great. And, and they were just like, you know what? We don't need a good running back. We right. want to go with Latavius Murray. Yeah. I, or I, this guy or this guy. Let's bring in so many veterans. I didn't understand Matt because I would watch these games. Like you can't watch every football game. Normally I'd be doing red zone where I'm not really watching any game. But at the beginning of the year, I was kind of watching specific games. And I watched a bunch of Ravens games because I was trying to get a read on that situation. And all I saw was Tyson Williams looking explosive every time he had the ball. And then them, like, taking him out, right? After he made all these plays, getting close to the end zone, take him out, put in Latavius Murray. Oh, uh, he had a 17-point game. Let's make sure we get uh, Freeman out here. And Lev Bell competing for the starting job. Are, what are you guys doing? To to be fair, De- Freeman has actually like looked competent. Yeah. Like I understand why oh, they went with him, but it wasn't like Tyson Williams. I think didn't Tyson Williams just like fumble and Har- he fumbled in like week two or three? And Harbaugh was like, nah, running backs can't fumble unless they're veterans. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you think they become veterans? Like they have to work some kinks out sometimes. Just, just absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. I, that's uh, a good. That's a good theory on why, though. If there was a big, a bad fumble in the red zone or something, that that could have been it. But fuck how about that. Kenyon Drake? You had Kenyon Drake. You drafted him. Yeah. And <laughs> you dropped him. You dropped him. And I, I was like, why is he dropping him? He's the handcuffed. He's the receiving back. Because I watched and, him. And if, 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 um, what's his, what's his butt? Who's the starter over there? Jacobs. Oh. Starts with Jacobs. Jacobs. Uh, I could think of it was Jones. JJ. Um, Me too. <laughs> he, he goes down. Kendall Drake's going to eat, or Kenyon Drake's going to eat. And uh, you dropped him. You're like, he sucks. I need any other things. And I was like, well, my, you know, Fraser's yeah. giving up too quick on this guy. I spent a bunch of fab on him. And then immediately Jacobs goes down. I'm like, yes. Right when, when McCaffrey, you yeah. know, waiver wire champion. And you were. Anyone, Peyton Barber? <laughs> Anyone yeah, know like, uh, where Peyton Barber is? They were like, you know what? You know, this guy who's been a very good starter in the league for, you know, years and years and years, and we brought him on for five, six million a year, one of the top running back contracts in the league. Let's not use this motherfucker. Right. Like, let's go with this, you know, clod over here who's totally like the definition of Jag. Like, I, I <laughs> don't understand. I, it, I mean, I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. So, I, I mean, that was another good pick. Right, like it was right. another good pick, and it it should have worked out, but it didn't because yeah. because twenty twenty one. Right, because John Gruden and twenty twenty one, and even when the new coach came in, whoever that was, he it looked like he was going to get more work. So then I had picked him back up, but then he stopped getting work again. I don't I don't quite understand because my reasoning for dropping him was he wasn't getting the main load, and yeah, he'd get the like you said, if Jacobs goes down, he, you know, you could have this RB one. Which, as we you just discussed, we found we later found out is not the case. They were going to put some other guy in ahead of him. But he, when I watched him play and catch balls and run, I was just like, you know what? He doesn't look that good or explosive. 
I'm just going to drop him. I, he just seems like a roster clogger. So that was a good – actually, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. That is an example of a good fantasy move by me, getting him off my roster. Well, that's, that's what I brought it out is a good move that didn't work out, right? Like, yeah. Another, it's another reason to be angry at your own team. Right. Right. And and so the story of my my uh, team this year was I started 0-5, and, and um, – I didn't give up. I was about to give up at 0 and 6. I was like, if I go 0 and 6, I'm trading the farm, right? And trying to get draft picks for next year. Why not? Um, and risk maybe getting the license plate. Still try not to win that. Like, try not to take my season enough for that. But I was like, you know what? But if I win that one, I think it was against Ryan or someone. Uh, you can look. It was week six, I guess. Oh, no, it was my dad. So I was like, ah, no, fuck it. I'll try against him, obviously. And and then I played Ryan the next week, beat him. And so then I, all of a sudden I went on this like seven, I think maybe even eight game winning streak. Yeah. And lost my last last one or something. But yeah. Um, so it, it almost worked out. I like, I just thought I was like a team of destiny for a minute there, going to make the playoffs. But had kind of a heartbreak at the end to not you make got, it. You got and, punked by, by Mr. Mr. Not setting his lineup. Mr. And that's what everybody I think else in the league did. I think that's a good transition because this will transition to a lot of things happening right now. Um, so there is a bit of drama and uh, more just like injustice for playoff for Eric and his playoff chances because we had a situation with the rival week being the last game of the year and forcing you to play the person next to you in standings. We had the situation where we had teams four, five, six, seven, eight, something like that, maybe four, five or I guess it'd be five, six, seven, and eight. All those teams were basically tied or within one game of each other, even though teams five and six in the standings had way, way higher scores uh, overall. So, you know, you had these two teams that were clearly better, but they're playing each other now for the, for a playoff spot and the other one's out guaranteed. And, and that was known up front. And then the, the other matchup was myself and Trey. And background here is Trey has not been setting his lineup every week. On he's purpose. Been, he's been present in the league, but he's on purpose not setting his lineup. And when I, and when I talk to him about it, it's, it is somewhat conscious, but it's more like he's been busy and not. So so that's an unconscious thing, like where you just don't do it. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't set my lineup. That doesn't, you, you're not intentionally not setting your lineup at that point. You just forgot to do it. So I think there was a bit of that this year. And um as we discussed, it was a hard year to set your lineup some weeks. There are some weeks where guys literally had to take a, a zero on a guy because they don't want to drop a good player. Or like you said, you have to drop a good player like Russell Wilson, where normally you'd wait. and and But you need you just need a guy. So Trey's not setting his lineup, yada, yada. It becomes down to the point where I actually texted Trey. So here's some background here. I texted Trey. I texted Eric. I was trying to work it out like, hey – I don't really care even before we played the matchup. Like I don't really care that much about making the playoffs. And I bet Trey doesn't either. Right. He hasn't been playing. And Cause I don't, I know my team's not going to go far in the playoffs. Right. Like, yeah, I guess I could get anyone can, can win any week. Cause it's fucking fantasy football. It's all luck. And Trey has proved that this year, but um, we kind of discussed it and we all just agreed. And there was a poll out too. And everyone agreed on the same thing. Like you don't change the rules mid season. Right. Rules are what they are. Let's change them for next season. But Trey makes it to the playoffs. And so he did. And he, he, he did is scoring kind of, 120 points against you with two zeros in his lineup. Against me? <laughs> you had yeah. two zeros? That's right. And I, I felt a little down that week. Like I felt a little humiliated <laughs> <Yeah>. by Trey. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. That's, that's rough. 
Yeah, what, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, Hunter Renfro put up 22 points. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, right. Yeah, and Mark Andrews, that was that monstrous week. I had Mark Andrews in my brother's league, but I didn't need him to do that. He did it still, but I was like, fuck, yeah. I would rather you get zero points here. Odell Beckham had a big game and Mike Evans. Fuck. Brutal. Yeah. But um, so he's made it to the playoffs. And so here's the big injustice from Eric's perspective. Eric, if he if we work it out, he would be in the championship game right now. Now, Kyle would have more points than him. All his players have played. So he would have lost, but he would have gotten second place if he made the playoffs. He is now probably going to lose in the toilet bowl and get 12th place in the well, league. Look, I, I don't want to hear any of that. I, last year, you know, DK Metcalf caught that big pass. We can all fall straight line to the championship for me last year. How many times has that happened to all of us? Come on. Like, well, sure, but to go from second, like potentially being second in the league to 12th, that's pretty fucking crazy. That's well, a pretty big swing of fortune. Uh, I've never. You know. Hey, you know. welcome to the league, Rook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome. That is uh, a unforeseen consequence of rival three rival weeks and one being on week fourteen. Yeah. Wow. Um, and yeah, Eric's. You know, like I said in the the league chat, he'll have some good karma for next year coming out of that well, because. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's a great transition. Sorry to to okay. um, to league rule changes. So this is. You are going to do the the sixth pay up playoff spot is most points for. Yeah, definitely doing that after seeing what happened this year. I, I love that rule. It's fantastic because it gives, you know, teams like my team that still continue to score and, and put up points and stuff. Like I was, I was what, 60 points, 70 points out of it. But like it was theoretically right. possible that I could have had a monster week and made the playoffs despite getting punked on schedule and injury luck. Right. I mean, Right, like it's a really good mitigation of schedule luck. Totally agree, and that was something I said in the last podcast, which is easy to remember. the The first podcast of the year, if you can remember way back then, the wait, last. Wait, we did a podcast this year. <laughs> yeah, the most recent podcast uh, before this one. Uh, I I had mentioned like, oh, we'll look to see what that looks like in the playoff race, and holy shit, would have hadn't made a difference because basically Trey and I were out of the playoffs at that point. Like we would have to score way too many points to try to get back into it even though we're on the cusp record-wise of making it, which I think is fair because our teams weren't great and didn't really deserve it. I had a lot of playoff or a lot of schedule bad luck and then schedule luck like we discussed, but my team right, wasn't well, this like powerhouse that deserved to make the playoffs. Yeah, the, like the thing that would have changed, I'm looking at it right now, is Eric would have replaced Trey. Trey. So Trey was the sixth seed That's with 14, 14 points four, and Eric would have replaced him with 15, 86 points four. Uh, for the sixth seed right. and and then you know i would have been second in that race for the last thing with 1501 points um ward bad. ward was 1499 you had 1418 i mean right, so my dad was close too and he deserved to be in the running he had a good year had some a great good players year, right? yeah yeah he just you know he also you know so i i actually love it i think that's exactly what is needed to to combo with rival week it's going to they're going to go great together. So definitely yeah. implementing that. So are, are you still talking about adding a super flex spot next year or? No, no. But um, although maybe, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking that in my head right away. Um, Cause that, I mean, that would also be, we'd be introducing it to implement the following year, right? We'd need a draft. 
I think it's important to whenever we do that, like I, I, I'm, I'm down for it next year, but we need to like have a moratorium on quarterback keepers to reset the values at that position. Exactly. Right. Like the, there's complexity to it in a keeper league that I was just thinking about it the other day. And I didn't know whether you're doing it or not. You saw me load up on, on a couple quarterbacks there in case that was the direction that it ended up going. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me either way. Um, but no, they, that, that's... we need to make sure we reset keeper value on, on quarterbacks to be fair, right? Like, right. otherwise, everybody's just going to keep a quarterback for free. Right. Um, and I was thinking we need to do it one year ahead. But then it would, even if you know one year ahead, you would keep Aaron Rodgers in the 10th. Because then the next year, you could keep him in the ninth in the super flex. Right. Or maybe not Rodgers, but, you know, uh, a younger quarterback like uh, well, Justin very, Fields or something. Very, very few um, quarterbacks are kept today so right and but usually it was, it's sort of a hail mary because i didn't have any other good keepers right like right you brought up a good point though we would almost need to announce it two years ahead so maybe that's what i'll do i'll just announce that hey it's not this draft it's not the next draft but the draft after that we are doing super flex so keep are that you gonna mind. convert but, one of the dual flex spots or are you gonna um convert a flex spot to super flex Oh God, I don't know. Let's let's not talk about roster changes right okay, now. Okay, nothing's happening right now. That's that's all I really want to understand. Yeah, I want to chill on that. But the other big like new change that's going that's I'm kind of that's maybe a little different from the first season or the first episode uh, is I want to allow trading in the off season. I don't think I'm going to restrict it at all because there's just this like toggle, I believe, anyways, where I say allow off season trading, don't allow. Right. I talked about allowing it for a certain period of time and then turn it off because I'm worried about people not paying attention in the off season. All of a sudden moves are happening without people knowing about it, what's happening. But what at the same time, I'm like, but whatever, if people want to make trades and do stuff like go ahead, that'll bring us back into the app. Right. And be like, whoa, this trade just happened. Let's all talk. Right. Like that's what's the worst that could happen. Or I just override it and be like, uh, no, this is like clear. You know, this doesn't seem right. Blah, 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 whatever. But I might as well allow trading. And what that allows is it's also free agent trading. So, you know, you get a waiver wire or waiver wire pickups, right? You get a news on a player getting dra- traded, whatever. Like we can go out and actually like try to pick that player up, right? You're, you're saying like soft dynasty type stuff? Basically soft dynasty. Yeah. Like why not? I, I just realized it's, it's a pain in the ass to try to do some variant, like either go full measure and do the whole, do it or don't. And so I, I, I'm kind of in favor after seeing this last year and just knowing like there's not much to do in the off season with fantasy football and it might be fun to have something to do. Um, yeah. You know, right. I, I, were you still enforce the no trading draft picks higher than a fourth? I do actually, I, I've been thinking about that too. Uh, all these rules I have around the keepers even. And I, I agree with you with the keepers, how it adds extra strategy. And so there might be this nice reason for it. However, the, the limiting of draft pick trading does almost seem like it was like a fear response of mine, right? Where I was like, I don't want anyone trading too high of a pick or, or like just a risk management type thing where I didn't want anyone to kind of break the game with some crazy pick. Even that Kelsey trade a couple of years ago almost seemed to break it where three first rounders, I believe, or fourth rounders, I believe it was. But I think I think I trust the league essentially to put proper value on what a first, a second, a third rounder is. 
which is a really high value, right? So if someone wants to trade away their first rounder for someone's third, let's say, and they better be getting a much better side of that trade, right? Like they, they need to know that in their head that like this first round is worth X amount more. It's probably two, three X more than that third well, rounder, right? And I, I mean, I think the, the safety that you put in, I think we talked about it on this podcast where if you trade a future year's draft picks, you also have to pay future year's dues and they are non-refundable if you leave this league. Right. Um, right? Like, I think that's the piece of safety that the league needs so that somebody doesn't just mortgage the entire future and then right. peace out um, after that. Like, that's that's what you were rightfully scared of. And I think it's it's handled by the fact that people have to pay league dues in advance and they are forfeit if you leave. Like, if somebody wants to do that on a, you know, trade the next five first round draft picks, but they pay 500 bucks for that. And, and there it's, they have to live out the consequences of their actions. Okay, fine. Like, great. Right. Or we have to um, find some sad sap to take the team and run it for free for four years, but it shouldn't be that I mean, hard to that's, find. That, that's a lot easier when, when basically their dues are paid for, right? Or, right. Like, for some period of time, maybe we maybe we all have a party at that person's extent. I was gonna yeah. say, like, uh, we probably have a big old party, actually. <laughs> so, all right, well, okay. yeah. So are you just gonna flip that switch this year, or or maybe after the draft or something? Try and like tell people that it's happening. I think I'll do it after because with all these things in the keeper league, as we've discussed, there's it's good to give a little little headroom here. I'm going to open up trading uh, this off season. So that's happening right away. I'm just going to flip the switch. And if people make a trade in February, we can all get back in league chat and talk about it. And that'll be fun. I think it's just going to add another layer. Um, and But the what you just talked about with the draft pick, round value, I think let's do that next year. And we'll tell everyone, we're telling you right now, that's going to happen next year. And we'll tell them again at the beginning of the next draft, like, hey, you can start trading basically in season next year. So after the draft next year. Um, so in season 2022, you can start trading your first round picks for 2023 if you want. It'd be a whole new world, man. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, let's see. No, I mean, I let's see what happens because yeah, tra- trading a and and there might be some strategy to that too. Trading a first for a second or something based on where a team might finish. Uh, the other thing that just to kind of switch subjects, rattle some off quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make it so there's based on where you finish, there's a guaranteed draft pick selection. So then I don't need to flip a coin or pull names out of a hat. Right. Uh, It just, based on where you finished, all I need to do is check the standings. I know where you're at and, and you'll know where that is. So that'll add a little incentive, right? Like this game, you and I are playing right now for 10th place. I think you said it was or uh, ninth, ninth ninth or 10th place. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Technically I didn't put any reward structure in there. So there's no reason for us to play outside of pride. Uh, I didn't, I obviously didn't set my lineup, but um, if we added a little, uh, a draft pick consequence, right. Then um, we would definitely keep playing. Now I also want to change the prize structure. I'm curious what you think on this. Oh. I, it's, it's been the same since day one. It's $900 for first place, 200 for second and a hundred for third super top heavy prize structure. I did that for a reason early on, but I, I did it because I thought there, honestly, I thought there'd be a lot more parity. At this point, this is just a funnel for American dollars going into 
a wonderful Canadian family's <laughs> account. And, and that's wonderful that Kyle always wins and we love supporting you. That's bullshit, man. That's <laughs> bullshit. Anybody could have won with his schedule this year. Like, that's... I, I will I will confess, like, past years he's won. Like, there's been some legitimately skillful teams, but his team this year is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's kind of bullshit. He's kind of – bullshit. He has had such an easy ride into the championship. But still, I would like a chance to win some money someday. I think you might as well. You've probably won some. I'm sure a lot of people in this league are feeling that way. Foster, Trey, Eric, I know you're feeling that way already uh and so i want to i'm not gonna uh reduce it a ton but i want to divvy it up just a little more add some more interesting prizes like overall points for the whole league or like certain weeks most points or uh you know more fun prizes i can think of some other creative ideas i saw some good ideas on lots of reddit threads things like that so we we'll find some fun smaller prizes but just a, a more interesting prize structure layout um because okay. what's that okay like okay you don't you don't mind not i don't play i don't play fantasy football for the money like right i play it to fulfill some bizarre need to control the uncontrollable um and <laughs> so i don't care <laughs> and glory right i mean that's why i play right the, the chance at fantasy glory winning a championship it's more important than the money and so I think get, taking, you know, even $200 off the top and divvying that out into like more weekly season long fun prize type things is just going to make it a more fun league. Like, why not? And Okay. Sounds like a lot of work. Um... I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, I like the, uh, the commish work. It's more fun you do. than you do. a lot of the fantasy type work. So, all right. Okay, and so shout that's... out to Connor for not winning the championship in his first years, as he as he very confidently predicted to my brother at the start of the playoffs. Uh, Fuck it, asshole. He um, said, I'm going to win the first year. <laughs> Come on, man. You got no uh, and by the way, I think he's the worst team. He ended up with the worst record in my home league this year. So double suck it, Connor. Has he been um, focusing too much on my league or is fantasy football all luck? Um, it's, it's not all luck, but it is more than half luck. <laughs> I'd say more than half luck for sure. Yeah. Oh, we talked about this a lot a couple of years ago, back, uh, in the, well, the year of the great kicker duel. And that basically, I think I, we both agreed it was somewhere between 60 and 70%, just sort of straight luck. I'm pretty um, sure I was pretty staunchly like, no, it's less than half, you know, it's like 30 to 50 I have come full circle on that, man. No, you did, you did that year. Players. You went from being like, no, fantasy football is like 30% left. You, it was that year you're like, no, 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 it's like 60%, 70% Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's mostly luck. Okay, so that was a couple years ago. So I've been on that train a long time then. Yeah, yeah, you've been on that and train. Yeah, this year especially. Wow. Yeah. Um, where do we even go from here? I mean, well, I think that that was we wanted to talk rule changes. So nothing, nothing major coming down the pike except that we're going to, we're allowing you know, full off season trading. If people want to do that, including keepers. Um, and, yep. uh, by the way, open for business. I think I have the most keeper potentials <laughs> of anybody as usual. Um, yep. and, uh, and, uh, maybe spending too much time thinking about that and not on winning. Um, and then we're the also point? going to have, we're not, we're not doing it. A, a super flex thing next year. But we will have the six playoff spot be, most definitely. points for. Yeah. We're definitely not doing currently that. in the playoffs. 
your what? Most points for not currently in the playoffs for the right. sixth seed. Yes, right. we'll be the sixth spot moving right. forward. And um, yeah, maybe a different, or not maybe, but definitely a different prize structure moving forward. Not as top loaded. But yeah, we'll just take a little bit out of the first prize and, and divvy it up. Cool. Yeah, so that's, I mean, there's probably more. There's always, I always say I'm not going to change it. and things, But every, every year that seems like there's changes that need to be made. Defense scoring as well. We talked about that. That we. Oh can yeah. Do you want to do the? Change. You need better defense scoring stuff, or are you going to do that? Yeah, I'm going to look into that. Although I did have a lot more fun this year streaming myself. Like I felt like I did it, had fun doing it, and did it well. Like it, it didn't seem hard to find a good defense each week to stream. Yeah, but. this year it was. Um, there was definitely a shift. A lot more people streamed this year. Um, you know, I think maybe losing Melissa and Nathan. And then bringing in, you know, both Connor and Eric stream defense is quite a bit. Um, right. And I like that changed some of the dynamics there. And then uh, Kyle was um, playing ahead. He re-rostered two defenses most of the year. Um, it didn't always work out for him, but, but like there was the, the streaming was pool was very competitive, very, mm-hmm. very competitive this year. Um, Agreed. Defenses. Yeah. You, you did have to be a week ahead a lot of the times. Um, and yeah, maybe that's, that is where Kyle has used skill and credit to him to, uh, once he had the, the lead on record and whatnot, you know, you don't, you don't need to have the super deep roster. You can, you can give up some waiver wire fodder, I guess, to, to have that second defense. Well, when you never have injuries, then you can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that helps too. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Man, uh, I just wish. Maybe there's maybe some Kyle knows something about injuries. He can predict them. No, it's luck. <laughs> it's luck. But, but I, past championships for Kyle, I will give him all the credit in the universe. Like he he he's had some good teams and stuff this year. Sorry, man. All bullshit. All bullshit. That points against and not having any injuries and just coasting with Cooper Cup to a championship. Yeah, all right, fine. Kyle drafted Cooper Cup. I thought it was Ryan. Wait, no. Was it Cooper Cup or whoever? I can't even remember. What Joe Mixon was one of his better. Players. Oh, yeah. He had, he had some. He had some. Good Adams, of course. Shit. And this. Let's. Yeah. So, current state, while we're talking about it, Kyle is in the championship game against Trey, of all people. Trey <laughs> looks like he's going to lose, but he could win. Um, I guess it says yeah. a 1% chance. So, Kyle probably is going to win. Uh, yeah. His fourth or third championship in this league? I think it's the third, but I haven't been here for the whole history of the league. Yeah, I think it's third. Well, I, I keep track, so we'll see. Um, but I, I believe it's his third, which is disappointing. But also, I mean, Kyle's a good guy. He's he's a dad. Yeah, he's yeah. got kids to support. He's you know, it'll be good. Good to send him some money. But like I said, yeah. I am going to uh, take some of the steam out of that. A top prize, and then in the um, the toilet bowl, pretty crazy drama here. As we've discussed, we're, we've got Eric in the toilet bowl somehow, um, and he's playing Foster. And now, actually, Foster has passed him with Rogers. Yeah. So Foster has officially won. Eric is officially last place in the league. He had a he had it against him because he was starting with probably some of the worst keepers in the league. One, I think the be- the only one he had was Gus Bus. And and he went down the day after we drafted season-ending injury. 
So he essentially had no keepers and lost a draft pick. Um, and he's done really well. He had a really good season and then just lost, like we said in the last week, rival week against Ryan. Lost and, and came in seventh place for that reason, I think. Um, and if somehow he lost his way through the loser's bracket, but would have ended up in the championship if... Well, I mean, you know, he and I, I beat him by 0.04 last week. I don't know if you were following that. Right, right. He lost by 0.04. And that's, that's because, uh, I think it was Brandon. He put up 61.4 in the first week of the playoffs against Trey. It would have been Eric. And then Connor second week puts up 69.2. Yeah. So yeah, a complete lack of force right on one side of the playoff bracket getting to the playoffs free ride for Trey in there. I mean, I, you gotta love Trey. I, when I was texting him before we, I decided to let him, you know, go into the playoffs and whatnot. Uh, I said like, just please set your lineup through the playoffs. Like make one last push. I know you're done with fantasy and and that's fine. He's like, yeah, man, one last push. I got this. I I got you. And so he has, I mean, I don't even think, I don't know if he's set his lineup every week perfectly, but he's at least been trying. And uh, he's come close to beating Kyle here uh, and definitely made that playoff push like he promised. So thank you, Trey. And, you know, we bid you farewell. We will miss you. You have always been very fun to play fantasy with. You're fine. Wait, guy. is he leaving the league? He's going to be leaving the league this year, yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, he's going to leave with a $200 price. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He's going to leave $100 richer. Um, but, God, I guess, should we talk about every team? I mean, that's... That's the current state. We're at like an hour already here, man. Like I I think maybe, maybe maybe we can, we can give, we can give uh, Kyle some love here. Like his team, his team is good. His team is good. I'm over exaggerating as usual. I'm overstating my case. He had, he had some, he had Adams and Mixon. I mean, what you couldn't have picked, honestly, like, I don't think you could have picked a running back wide receiver combo realistically that performed better across your first two picks. I mean, they, they were absolute studs. Um, you know, he got, but I, I mean, he, he got some insanely timely performances out of some waiver wire pickups like Mooney and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown had 31 points today. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, just, just some monsters there. Um, and anyway, he was the beneficiary of an insanely favorable schedule. Um, you know, I, I, I could pull up the league page and, and, and talk through exactly what the, what it would have been if he played other people's schedules again, but I won't. We've talked um, about it. <laughs> we've talked about it at length. He he wouldn't have sniffed the playoffs with most people's schedules, um, but right. uh, or certainly with mine. Um, and uh, but I mean, he had he had good teams and he, timely scoring through the playoffs. Uh, he and and no injuries, like virtually zero injuries. He he lost Darrell Henderson maybe towards the very end of the season. Like that's it. Right. Um, so and, just I mean, really, the combination of some some. Some nice, some nice things like that. No critical injuries. Got really good performances out of his his draft picks that were just you know sort of the the chalk picks for his his spot. So you know this year, right. this year maybe a little less skilled. Um, yeah, and once but, he got out ahead with the um, with the record, he could build his team, start building his team for the playoffs. Right, right. He was able to hold the Patriots defense for weeks there, you know, oriented towards today, things right. like that. So, but right. I mean, you know, he started Javante Williams because he didn't have really any other options. Maybe mm-hmm. Pollard today, um, but 
you know, Javante was that was a bad start. He was hurt. <laughs> I didn't start him in the in the league I have him in. Um Yeah. I'm surprised too by the New England D. They they uh had such a good matchup against Jacksonville and then they won fifty to ten, but still only put up twelve points. I mean, defenses are twelve points is a lot for a defense. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, what else, what else do you want? Like double digits from your defense is pretty good. I mean, I I guess not everybody can beat the Chicago Bears. Whoever started the Bears this week is gonna. I started them in Kyle's league, uh, trying to win third place right now. Well, that uh, that doesn't suck. Um, bet you're gonna win that one. Well, we'll see. I'm playing against Jonathan Taylor, my dad's regime, uh, so maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I just want to – let's do some shout-outs, maybe just some random shout-outs. Uh, Connor, another team that uh, really benef- benefited from a ton of schedule luck, um, almost as few points against as, as anybody else there. I think your team sucked, Connor, uh, honestly, um, <laughs> and you don't have any any keepers to speak of. I'm kidding. Jamar Chase. Um, he's Ooh, he's going to have a really yeah. good keeper with Jamar K- Chase next year. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know, it, the, the, the Mahomes pick – Good grief! What is up with the Chiefs this year? That, that what a weird team. Like yeah. I had Tyreek in the other league, as I mentioned, and like guy was. Want to hear my theory? He's like two points or you know thirty points. That's it. I know he's yeah. kind of always been that way, but a lot more two point performances than than you expect from Tyreek Hill. My theory on the Chiefs offense is that um, Mahomes was doing too many commercials. He was filming so many commercials early on, right? He was distracted. It's like, God, I've got to make all these sneakers commercials, all these insurance commercials, all these. He was making so many fucking commercials. Doesn't hurt Rodgers. Uh, he's still beat. Well, but no, like he was do- he's been doing even more than, than them, right? He's in every fucking commercial I see, Mahomes is in there. So that's my theory anyways. And, you know, they've obviously been running his ad still, but he's well, not making them anymore. And so he's focused I mean, on football. I'll continue to follow rabbit trail. Like there's been a lot of talk about it and defenses are just playing a very standard zone with two deep safeties and sort of like, and, and like, they're not able to run very consistently um, for whatever reason they're built to pass. And Mahomes, I mean, how can you not figure out a too high safety look? Like it's a very, very standard thing to, to go up against and he, he can't consistently do it. And I mean, they they haven't figured it out. I, I've always said I was I was a Mahomes hater, and this is this feels this is dumb to admit at this stage. I was a Mahomes hater when he came out of college. I was like, this guy's a first round draft pick. I watched him a lot at Tech, and he is talented as hell, but he is not capable of of being. Um, I don't know. He's got that Drew Lock gene where he's just reckless with the football, and. Um, and, and he, he just came out and was astonishing for a couple of years. And I think the credit falls with Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid schemed up situations and plays and reads for Mahomes that he could deal with. And then that talent was there. But I, I think that Mahomes is a bit of an Andy Reid mirage at this stage. I think and he's going to continue to to be – he'll be good and everything. But I don't think he's just like, you know, this guy's going to break all the records and stuff like, like people were saying. I don't know if I agree with you. He's so talented. Uh Maybe it's also that Alex Smith rubbed off on him, right? He was behind Alex Smith, Mr. Conservative, Mr. Checkdown. And so he, you know, he had a couple of years to sit back there, watch how that's done. 
It's a, it's a hot take from me for sure, but I, I think that Mahomes is a top ten quarterback. Not, not I think a he's the systems. He's a system QB. Not not a system QB. I think that Andy Reid is an offensive genius, and he found ways to make Tyree Hill and Patrick Mahomes just wildly successful. And it took a while, but the league has started to catch up, and they're making Mahomes be a cerebral quarterback, and he's struggling. I mean, and mm-hmm. there it's obviously not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, he's not, he's not doing well with it. Um, so right. we'll hmm. see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how these playoffs go. The, hey, good for the, the Broncos. Truth. If they we'll ever see. get an offense again. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh shout out to Ryan who uh, I thought his team was, was really good all year long. Um, AJ Dillon was was a really good pickup for him and everything. I I thought his team deserved better, but just fell flat on its face here in the playoffs. Um, he he DM'd me um, when I was like I don't know I was like two and four two and five something like that. He's like, hey buddy, it's gonna get better. You're gonna make the playoffs. Um, you know you're you're doing great. Um, don't don't worry about it. Like this is just a hiccup. Your team's great and everything. I was like, I'm sending this back to you when I missed the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't, but he came back and he was like, yep, yep, you were right. I'm going to reveal this live on air. (laughs) It was a very kind thing of him to do, and I thought his team deserved quite a bit better, but sneaked into the playoffs and then fell flat on his face again. Um, I I just, yeah, Ryan was, he had Cooper Cup, which was, you know, sort of the pick of the league, the pick of the the, fantasy football this year. Uh, he had Gronkowski. He had a lot of really good picks there, but you know what? Though the the other pick of the year, just to give give the next shout out, probably Brandon's pick. Uh, Brandon had a great year, and he picked uh, Leonard Fournette pretty late, who turned out to be top five RB, top ten for yeah. sure. Gosh, he incredible RB, just a total bolt from the blue. Who yeah. like obviously Fournette was always the better running back there, mm-hmm. and Fournette's always been a good running back. But like for them to suddenly wake up and decide, oh yeah, you know, Ronald Jones, he does suck. He can't catch. Like, we should just give everything to Fortnite. What what I don't I don't understand what goes on. Well, when I watched that first game against Dallas, I think it was, it's they they were trying both guys out for sure. And uh Ronald Jones looked so slow and Fournette looked so electric every time he touched the ball. Just looked faster, stronger. I bet there's like that's what I wish I knew as a fantasy owner or player, right? Like I wish I knew the off season prep of these guys, how serious they're right. taking that season. And you look at contracts. That's how a lot of guys try to tell like, Ooh, it's a contract year or, Oh, they just got the bag. Like I, it can go either way. Sometimes guys get the bag and they, they deliver and sometimes they get it and they start becoming fucking slouches yeah. and they're not performing to their best. And it's just, it's such a game of inches that it makes a huge difference what that prep level is. Um, I wish I knew hard that. knocks to show this stuff, man. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. And I wish we had hard knocks for every team. That'd be, that'd be freaking sweet, but it would, uh, it would be interesting to see more of that out there. A little yeah. Bit. But, but back to Brandon, he did so good this year. Uh, in my opinion, especially after having a couple bad down years, Made the playoffs. He sh- should the bed in the playoffs against Trey. He was one of those really down uh, weeks, but definitely deserves a shout out. He did very well this year. Uh, on that same level, Sam had a really good year. Um, looked really strong going into the playoffs, but then fell apart. Injuries. Um, yeah, it, his team was weird. Like, um, 
his team, like at, at any given moment, I was always like, wow, it, I mean, his team looks really good. And then, and then like he, he'd have to remake it again. And he, he fought hard this year, he fought hard, got, had a good record. Yep. And, um, for, I think it, Ryan had posted something about it. He, Ryan had given him a shout out. Four of his first five draft picks were injured in playoff time. So that never helps. Uh, he also was streaming defense and quarterback and really like, fuck, you know, didn't do so well there. Um, and lost players mid game to injury in the playoffs. So that's, that's where those 60 pointers came out of. But, um, I had another guy. I want to shout out, but now I'm forgetting. We'll edit this pause out. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam. No, Brandon had a really good year. I, 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 he deserves a ton of credit for his team was good. He fought hard. Um, Elliot's team. I always felt like Elliot's team was like an inch away from turning the corner. Right. Um, that was the team I like, want to talk about next. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he was victim to that Tyree kill, you exactly. know, hyper volatile and then, you know, lose and Kyler Kelsey. Murray for a bunch of games and, and Kelsey was good overall. He wasn't great. Like he didn't finish number one. I think Andrews got that title, but you know, he was good for a tight end, but he's still, you put, he put all his eggs in, in both Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. So he's putting all his eggs in the chief's basket. And yeah. as we discussed, they struggled for a lot of the year. Yeah. So you've, you gotta, you, you know, that's where his struggles came from. I'm sure stemmed from, um, and yeah, he didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately, but he did. I think he won the seventh place prize. So he'll get first pick of draft pick next year. Oh, did uh, he? I have not followed the. Yeah, I think he won the. He essentially won the loser's bracket and got the no. prize. So that's right. good for him. They'll help next year. Um, and then my dad had, you know, he had one of the best picks of the year, in my opinion. It's not like the best value, but, you know, he had Jonathan Taylor. Someone who I considered at my pick, Aaron Jones. Wish I would have if I had picked him instead. I bet my whole season things would be different. Things Things would be different. different. Yes, and you know, unfortunately, it wasn't enough for my dad. I think he probably. I don't know the schedule log numbers. Maybe you can. Maybe you know those. I I don't know what exactly it was for him that led to the to him not making the playoffs this year. Uh, Too many losses, obviously, and but you know he had some good players. Your dad continually, like, I think he identifies, he, he makes a, a mistake that I make a lot, uh, which is, you know, confusing real football skill with fantasy value. Right. Like, I do that all the time. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and, and your dad, like, I mean, he, he, what, he took Judy in like the third, fourth, fourth? fourth. yeah, um, like, like really high pick for Judy. And I mean, you know, Judy's amazing. Like, you know, if he was playing with a quarterback that functioned, uh, I think he could have had the kind of season that would have paid off or something like that. But he was, he was a fifth, sixth round pick for a reason. He doesn't have a quarterback. Everybody knew that he wasn't necessarily going to get a ton of targets and things. And then you're trading that you don't have that capital to go out and do other things. DK Metcalf was victim to that same Seattle curse, right? When, when Chris Carson went down and that whole offense stopped functioning with like, who knew that the linchpin to the whole thing was Chris Carson? Right. Um, the whole offense stopped functioning. Lockett, Metcalf, Wilson were all just death traps at that point. And he, you, you got to stick with, it's a second round wide receiver. Yeah. You're not, not yeah. starting that guy. Like, like he was, and he was, he would flash every so often. It wasn't like Allen Robinson where it was like, okay, fine. We got to drop this guy. Like he was still just tantalizingly good enough 
to, to right. keep getting started there. I'd say so. the same thing, almost the same thing about Kyle Pitts. Now he, Kyle Pitts had a great year and uh, maybe even yeah. might've been the best rookie tight end year ever. I'm not sure, but, uh, and I think he's tight end five, maybe six in a half point, but still didn't return value, right? You still took him way too early and fourth or fifth tight end overall. I think like he that. took Pitts and Judy back to back, right? Like he was at the turn, right? He at the turn on the other side. And yeah. uh, well, I mean, and I mean, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts had a, a week to week. You could have streamed Kyle Pitts results. Like he never brought you game winning performances. Go look at his week to week performances. Like, so many single digits, just like tight end, you know, 12 type performances right. where he did right. nothing like, for you because of that. Right. And, and I mean, you can go get those guys from, from streaming kind of, right. right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say Pitts wasn't. How is he tight end five with this, this kind of line? That's just blows my mind. Tight ends are just abysmal is what it's, it is. I mean, it's rough out there, man. I, I thought I had that locked up with Waller and it didn't happen, but I mean, your, your dad had some good picks. He had Gordon. He had, uh, he had Taylor, um, you know, he kept Herbert, I think. Right. Um, he had Connor, he had James Connor, who was his like league winner city, but he just went so high risk reward in his early picks that he, he, when he hit on his later round picks, it just wasn't able to, to do anything. That's what it was. Yeah. So I I mean, it's a, it's a strategy that'll win him a championship one of these days because he'll hit on all those one of these days. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Is there yeah. anyone we haven't talked about? Yeah, I think we kind of talked about everybody. We talked about Kyle. We talked about Connor. You suck. Uh, just kidding. All love, honey. Um, the, we yeah. talked about Brandon. We talked Foster, about Foster, I guess, stuff. is yeah. the one guy we didn't. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Foster. I haven't talked to him this year. Hope you're doing well, buddy. I know you'll be listening to this podcast because you're a number one fan. He is I assume he tried. I, I mean, honestly, like, like I said, I've been busy. I've been... St- scrapping the waiver wire all year in all my leagues trying really hard um but i have not really had time to look at everyone's result every week you know so i have not been looking at i mean he was a saquon team um that's yeah that's rough you know he lost deandre hopkins for a long time adam thielen was a very you know he just a lot of injuries i think is a good way of putting it clogger guys high in Cortland sutton which sutton was an absolute bust this year Right, none, um, those four guys you just named, none of them could have been dropped, but none of them really did that. Oh, well. he drafted Ronald Jones highly, um, and then got you know he was the other side of the Fournette coin. Right, um, it just just some, you know, bad year. It was a, it was it was a rough like he he drafted a bunch of chalk picks in the draft that that just didn't go anywhere, and then some a sprinkling of injuries on top, and boom, here you are. Like it doesn't take much in this league because there's so many starter spots to fill of position players um, right. with the, that extra flex makes it such a challenge. Um, but that's why it's, that's why it's a good league. Shouldn't be easy. Yeah. Shouldn't be easy. But I did, I did feel the burden of the challenge a bit more this year. I'm sure that's not a unique story. I'm sure everyone felt that I, I'm seeing you nod. Yeah. in agreement. So we all probably felt that, especially the, with the bye weeks, like you said, from weeks like six to fourteen, I think it was. We, it felt like waiver wire hell almost every week. Well, I mean, was it there? Were, there was still just one bye week per team. I, I just I don't know quite yeah. why it felt so. Bad. I, I guess probably all the injuries and the 
I'd locked up bench slots because of those guys that were returning from injury. And maybe that, that was what really made it rougher on me, I guess. But uh, the, I don't know, it did feel bad. Like, are they, are they putting more buys per week or something? Uh, like week seven was, I remember week seven being just horrific. Yeah, I think um, there were six. That was one of the apocalypse weeks where there's six Jesus. teams on by. Two or three of those. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. It's the same number of teams, same number of buys, so it's not any different. But I, And I don't think it was crunched into a lesser time. I mean, we had buys in week 14 this year, right? Uh, which is, just feels so late, just adding that one extra week. Really makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. Well, I won't say that I enjoyed myself in fantasy this year because I did not. It was not an enjoyable year of fantasy. I don't like losing. Um, I don't like I don't like having having it this way. But I'm still happy to be in this league. Uh, we we should do the podcast more. Even even when I'm losing, even when you're yeah. losing, we should still find a way to do this because it, it's it's cathartic, right? It to, is. It is cathartic to, to to do these to, to you know dump on your team and bitch about fantasy and all those kinds of things. So we'll you know we'll we'll. We'll get him next year. We'll get him next yeah. year. Yeah, and despite despite your fantasy uh, woes this year, you know you never gave up. You kept trying, kept picking players up, thinking about next year. So I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you. For, thank you for continuing to try. Nothing if not super try hard. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy to give up, but try to make we try to make it so that you don't want to give up, right? I think the license plate cover helps with that. Dude, I did not want that license plate cover. I don't want. I it did either. not want it. Yeah. Poor, poor Eric. Poor Eric. I feel bad. I feel for Eric. He is a victim of the randomness of fantasy this year. Well, but. you know, hang on. So it would have been Foster. So we can we can play that out. If if there was a stat correction, uh, and I lost that game, and I went to play Foster, I would have beat Foster, right? Like I think. I had a pretty good week, right? Yeah, you've been doing good. 101.9. No, I think Foster would have beat me. So it would have been if I had not won that by 0.04. Oof. Yeah. Uh, you do still have a little bit of time left. There could be a big play or something. Oh, I, yeah. I, I still got... With the Muth. Yeah, I got I got, I got the Muth. He could Muth. be very loose. Wait, I, I'm interested. Day. Like, We'll see who goes there as the quarterback next year. I feel like... Can we close out with just talking about the quarterback situation around the NFL? Sure. Yeah. It out and let's see how we do uh, at the in the first podcast next year. Just the teams um, that still that are going to need a quarterback next year. Yeah. Let's let's let me get a list of the NFL teams and say and like the musical quarterback chairs. Let's predict the two of us and I'll, I'll write it down and I'll, who goes I'll where. This will be fun. Yeah, we'll put it in a little time capsule. Um, I like how you're going to write it down, even though it's going to be it immortalized because, because I'm, I'm a pen and paper kind of guy. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's start with the Broncos. Um, we'll start with the AFC West, and we'll start with the Broncos. Who is quarterbacking for the Broncos next year? So it has to be someone who... I, I can pick first if you want. Sure. I mean, it could be someone who... Uh, you, you're thinking it's probably someone in the league versus... We're not picking, like, rookies that might end up on their team. Sure. I mean, you, you can just... Let's just say rookie. Yeah. Because Broncos, they're going to have... Oh, no. No. They'll probably end up with some old fuck, maybe Joe Fla- Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, be real. Well, I mean, let's okay, maybe we let's let's step back and talk about who's going to be available. So Rogers is probably available. Um, Shit, Rogers. Seahawks, Seahawks, and you know, so 
Wilson and Rodgers probably available. Deshaun Watson's a top-tier option, probably going to land somewhere this offseason. Um, I, I, the Dolphins seem to be very uncommitted to Tua. I think he's in that realm. Um, yeah. You know, Bridgewater, you know, there's that whole Bridgewater, Heineke, um, you know, Drew Locke's going to be out there as a, you know, somewhere probably. Um, Kirk Cousins, I believe, is an unrestricted free agent this year. Cousins is in that realm. Um, I, okay. I, th- so the, those are like the currently playing options that are out there. I think we can start with Rodgers to Denver being a somewhat obvious choice. You think that's going to happen? Oh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that's an, a somewhat obvious choice. Wait, let's not go with teams. Let's go with let's say let's do it by player, right? Yeah, so, so Rogers, where's Rodgers going? Broncos. Yeah, where do you think he's going? Broncos. You got Broncos. Okay, that's a good way. I will. I will go yeah. Steelers. Okay. Yeah. See, I think I I can just see him in orange and blue, and I can't see him in yellow and black. I don't, I don't see RGM Peyton's, you know, he's, he's a slow play kind of guy. Also, like, I do think that like Rogers, the the controversy around his vaccination stance probably makes him difficult for a Colorado fan base. Mm. Um, So that's, it it definitely could happen. Like it could definitely happen, but I got him. So So, how about Wilson? You think he, Stays in Seattle, or do you think he's moving on? Okay, that's that's the one I'm going to go to Steelers. You're going Steelers with him? Yeah, because you know, legendary I see franchise. That. I could see it. I don't think he's going to the Broncos. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that could use a Russell Wilson out there. Um, the Rockies drafted him, uh, technically, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a little Colorado did he, did he, Was he drafted in baseball by the Rockies? I don't, I don't know this. I think so. He like, Well, he was drafted by a MLB team, and then he went back to college at Wisconsin. Okay. Um, thought it was Colorado. I, I'm, I'm thinking here. You don't. You haven't picked Russell Wilson yet. Well, who's the next one? So I can start it thinking. out. I don't know. Um, who's the next name? I, I need to make a pick. Uh, Watson would, would be my next pick. Okay, Watson. Well, I've got Watson going to the Dolphins. Right, and that, that would seem free pretty up obvious. Tua. Yeah. What? And that would free up Tua. That that, but I, I I think they really want Deshaun Watson there. Right, so I'm I'm with you on that. He's a Dolphins, and then Tua we have to pick where he's going to end up. If if he's going to the Dolphins, so Tua. I'll go here. I'll go controversial. I'll go Russell Wilson to the Giants. Oh, wow. I think his wife wants to be in New York. I think they're ready to give up on Daniel Jones. Yeah. yeah, I I would see that. I would. Totally. Speaking of giving up, I think Jacksonville might be looking for a quarterback. Oh, no. Come on. You think they're going to give him another year? He's got at least another year. Probably two. Okay. You don't you don't give up on the number one overall, and plus, like, with all the other trash going on in Jagsville, like, come on. So, how about Tua to Carolina? Ooh, okay, you got Tua to Carolina. I think I'll take okay. that one. I, I like that one. I like that one. So I was Panthers. thinking Tua to Jags, but you're right. They're. Gonna... I got Tua to the Broncos. 
they're going to be a little patient. But yeah, I'm, I'm late audibling. I, I do like Tua to the Panthers. That's pretty good there. But I'll stick with Tua to the Broncos. I think, I think that they might go with that. Cousins? Oh, oh where did you have Watson going? Uh, Dolphins, so that Tua can go to the free up Tua. I do agree with that call. I mean, that almost happened midseason. <laughs> All right, what about Cousins? New Orleans. New Orleans. And then where does Jameis go? Does he just hang around as a backup? Yeah, they'll just have three guys duking it out. I'm surprised you didn't pick Cousins to Broncos, because I think those are the two options realistically for the Broncos. Peyton has already brought in Cousins once as a GM. Okay, I already picked Rodgers for... Okay, so interesting. He already brought Cousins in. And I could see that because... Uh, Cousins is not a great quarterback. He's not going to win any Super Bowls and is a bad scout. So I'm sure John Elway loves him. He's probably tall. And... Elway's not making this call. This oh, is no? a Peyton call. Okay. That, yeah. I, I would I would be surprised. Wait, this is a who call? It's Peyton. George Peyton, our GM. Oh, okay, okay. Um, for a second, I thought you were saying Peyton Manning. I'm like, God, Peyton Manning decides everything these days. <laughs> he could I hope he's he you know he's trying to lead up one of the groups bidding on the Broncos. I hope he's our owner. I think he'd be great as an owner. Yeah. He um, has enough money to buy a football team? No, he doesn't, but he would he would be the front man. What the the NFL requires, okay. the groups can buy a team, but you are required to like have a front man and right. like everyone else can't be in the limelight they have to right we it. can't have john and paul someone's got to lead the like, band this is the guy who votes at the owners meetings who's you know accountable for the team right. and that's so peyton manning good choice seems like an obvious a lot of forehead choice there he a lot lives of room here for a big brain great yeah. choice he lives here he lives here he's, he's permanent permanent residence hard here. to leave colorado yeah that's great place great place so cousins you, you don't have anything i i'd like Cousins is going to go. I feel like I want to switch my pick. Can I switch my pick? I want Cousins is going to go to Seattle. Think so? That's our truth. Kirk Cousins. No, that I can't even. I think I think they'll take a rookie. Yeah. Um, I'll pick. I'll I'll agree with you. I'm changing. Maybe Chicago. You've convinced me. Panthers for Tua. It just makes too much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kirk to to Denver makes sense too because I wouldn't really like it, and yeah. This just seems like our fate to have a, I don't know, a carousel of quarterbacks that we don't like. We sold our soul for that last Super Bowl, man. It's going to be yeah, exactly. Years to pull yeah. out of that hole. Totally, totally yeah. agree, man. Yeah, yeah. Worth it, worth it. Well worth it, yeah. I mean, some teams sell their souls and they still don't win. So it's true. Yeah. All right. Well, shit, man. That's about all I got in me, man. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's a great episode length. I never. I was gonna say we need to take a beer break, but I think we need not, to take. I'm not drinking tonight, man. A I, break, I, break. No. My my mom made these gigantic gin and tonics for for dinner. I'm like, that is enough. That is enough alcohol for me. Mm. I'm, I'm too so old. Saying, I, I'm not. I'm not drinking tonight. I had a giant gin and tonic for dinner. It's it like was. It was like, you know, like you're, you're supposed to serve in these little like highball glasses. You know, they're like I don't know, inch and a half, two inches in diameter. Right. Right, like she did it glass, in like yeah. drinking glasses. So it was instead of like, to like a double height in the glass. So it was like yeah. a quadruple. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like oh my god. Like, would you like four? Would you like a pitcher of gin and tonic? I don't. I don't know what the deal was, man. 
Nice. Well, uh, it's been great reconnecting, man, and talking with yeah. you. And it, to the league out there, we love you. We're sorry that there's not more podcasts for you to listen to. And if we didn't give you a shout out tonight, really sorry. <laughs> but it's been a it's been a long hard year for all of us. I hope yeah. you understand. Especially for those of us that their team sucked. Right. <laughs> it was even harder for us, if you can imagine yeah. that. Imagine how hard your life was, and then imagine sucking at fantasy football too. So that's Fair. that's our boat. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well, Fraser, great to see you, man. Um, let's let's make sure we connect over the offseason here. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, probably once the Omicron bump is over. Uh, yeah. 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 Once that bump's over. Yeah. And then yeah, destination we're... draft in Vegas, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? If we're, if everyone's mask free and we don't need any vaccines next year, let's fucking do it. Let's all get together and celebrate. Great. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. And we're looking for a new league member. It'll probably be my brother in law. I'm going to extend an invite to him, but oh, okay. not, I will let you know. And otherwise, yeah, have a good off-season, everyone. All right. Peace, everybody. Congratulations, Kyle. Congrats, Kyle.